Hello everyone, I'm Giuseppe from DualShockers.com and I'll be your host in this seventh episode of our Whipcast. With me, as always, is our charming co-host, Emily Hobbs. Hey everyone, how's it going? Again, I always wave whenever I do that and I don't know why. So, if you're not familiar with our Whipcast, it's a weekly podcast in which we talk about Japanese game, anime, Japanese geek culture in general, and more related topics. And today, it is a related topic, more or less. It's about Akihabara, the otaku capital in Tokyo, that every Whip either regularly visits or wants to visit one day. But we'll get there in a bit. Now it's time to talk about the game we play this week. So, Emily? Well, Giuseppe? I played Evil Within 2, and I finished that up. I've been working on that here and there a little bit, and it was on my backlog. But uh, that is a Japanese game. It does fall into that category, Mm -hmm. like with Resident Evil, where people kind of forget that it's a Japanese game. But it is. Um, But I'd still be talking about it, even if it wasn't. Uh, Uh, But I can say... Incidentally, from today on, you're forbidden to pronounce my name. Just call me G like everyone else, please. G it is then. Okay. <laughs> you're butchered it so badly. It's fine. It's not. I'm Go gonna ahead. call you G. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Alright. Um but I can say Evil Within Two is a definite improvement on um the first game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um I think gameplay is a lot tighter and just improved in general. The characterization is a lot stronger. Uh, design, I really, I really like. Uh, and when I say design, I mean world design partially, but mostly character and enemy design. Sort of the thematic. Each of the bosses has like a thematic kind of design to them and their levels, mm-hmm. essentially. And uh, I think those are really strong, and they've got some really strong imagery. And I think it's a really, really solid um, survival horror game, and they got rid of that stupid letterboxing that was on the uh, original one, which I mm-hmm. enjoy. I appreciate that. But uh, I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and we also have and the then, first re- your first review on the site, if I'm not wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to talk about I've been playing a lot of uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Strange mm-hmm. Journey Redux. Mm-hmm. Which is the, it's like an enhanced port to Strange Journey, which came out a while back. Um, but I wrote a review for that, so you can check it out on the site if you want. Um, but I've also been playing a lot of that because these games have multiple endings, so I've been going back through. I did a chaos ending, and so I'm going back through, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do law or neutral yet, but I'm going to, I want to see the newer endings. Yeah, don't talk um, about endings. Because I only got, yeah, I only got one, but, um, I want to go back through that. Um, I've been really enjoying it because I haven't played uh, SMT games since 4. Um, I didn't get a chance to play Apocalypse. So it's really been scratching an itch for me because I'm a really big fan of the SMT games. So I've been enjoying it. I'd recommend it to people. But uh, what have you been playing, G? Well, uh, I've been playing a lot of non-Japanese games again. <laughs> Poor reviews. <laughs> uh, well, I've been playing um, Conan Exiles a lot. And uh, a little bit more of a Total War Turns of Britannia because I still have to write those two reviews uh, because they're not games that you just you know play in two minutes and then review. But yeah. still, those are ca- those are yeah. coming. Uh, I'll be playing a game that I can talk about, but that you will be able to read the review next week. Uh, for sure, it's under embargo, so I can't say anything more than that. And it's not Japanese as well, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, actually, the only Japanese games I've been playing this week has been the usual mobile games. So, Mov Lava, uh, 
Marvel Love Alternative, Strike Frontier, and uh, Grand Blue Fantasy. Unfortunately, the review gaming has been has been taking all my time for review for gaming. And oh yeah, I played actually a, a bit more of Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's that's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my Japanese yeah. gaming has been a little limited this this week because uh, I had three Western games to review. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. A, a I definitely experienced. Yeah, I definitely experienced the uh, the crunch of playing a game for a review, and so I have a new appreciation for you having a bunch of games to review and them taking up all your time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what about anime? You seen anything in particular? Uh, nothing too new. I haven't watched this week's episode of Tokyo Gori yet, but I'd start going back from the beginning and actually watching the show from the first season. Um, and I'm just really blown away at how strong it starts, I think, from a thematic uh, standpoint, from uh, exploring the nature of humanity and their relationship to these uh, monster creatures that are really just people. Mm -hmm. um, and I've really been enjoying watching the first season. I'm probably going to stop when it ends. Um, but uh, I'm going to keep watching Re. That's been pretty good so far um but i haven't really watched too much in terms of anime it's been a busy week for me like so what about you <laughs> well uh actually i've seen I, i've been watching the usuals so um, unsurprising well yeah but there is something new <laughs> in this week because i i've been watching the usual you know watakoi the so tadakuna and uh uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, and uh, but those, you know, they're, they're still going great. So there isn't really no need to talk much about them. But I've actually been, I actually been binging a very old anime, which is one of the few that I actually missed when I was much younger for some reason. Uh, which is Onegai Teacher. It's been it's oh, really? been for two thousand two. It's actually very nice. I actually like it a lot. And uh, I don't know why I haven't seen it in the past six and 16 years, because it's very, very old. You know, there are so many anime out there, and I know that this is very popular, but I missed it. I missed it, so I, I've been binging it for a while. And also, I've been also binging another one, which is not an anime, but it's a manga, uh, which I, I read like from the beginning to the end. Uh, and that's uh, Real Life, which also had an anime, but I haven't watched the anime. I, I just read, read the manga re uh, recently, and uh, it's fantastic. I really loved it. It's, it was originally a web manga, so it's all in color and all, and but the art is great, and uh, I really, really liked it. And it's great story, great characters, uh, and I really loved it. Have you ever heard about it? Um, I saw the anime. Uh, oh. I didn't watch it, but I saw it. I I didn't. I haven't read the web comic or anything. Yeah, but the anime, if I if I'm not sure, if I'm not wrong, it's like twelve episodes, and the web comic, Probably. it's it's the, the the manga is like two hundred and ten something. Vol so uh, a little uh, more chapters. So I'm pretty sure that the anime doesn't even get close to how good the manga is because it's like the story is too great and like the story is too long and uh, mm -hmm. it's the kind of story that if you don't read if you don't really see it from the beginning to the end it doesn't make sense 
So mm-hmm. it's you know it's one of those anime that do it like a season and 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 then you kind of lose it and you don't you never know how you how it finishes unless you read the manga. I think I actually don't know how where the anime goes or when it ends, but the the story is very extensive because it goes for a full year for like a two hundred twelve something episode. Sorry, chapters. So it takes a lot. Speaking yeah, of oldies but goldies, well, this is not so too old, but this other one is very old, and it's an anime uh, that's uh, called Kimi Nozomu Eien, which is actually from the same, uh, it's from a visual novel, which is from the same authors of Movelov, uh, which is uh, basically you know, on the same school of Movelov, starts in the same school uh, of Movelov, so it has a it's very much connected, but it's not connected to the science fiction part. It's connected to the school part. It has some connections to the science fiction part as well, but it, it's less connected. And it's a very tragic and interesting story. I like that. Um, so is it like literally the same school? Literally like... the same school. It's literally the same. Oh, okay. A, so I they're in the same universe. One year before, basically. It's, okay. It's, All right. That's interesting. It's not a prequel because it's because the prequel is basically something that it's released after but it comes before. This is it's actually its was released before. Yeah. And, yeah. But the anime, uh, it, if, if you're not familiar with it, the American title was Rumbling Hearts. Uh, but I've seen it in Japanese, of course. But it's actually a very, good love, a very, very good love story, very tragic, but it's the old style. So uh, it's in the, in, in the style of, I don't know, Orange Road and all those like uh, older kind of anime. Which also on a guy teacher kind of is part of those, so it's a it's a very interesting style that's kind of got lost nowadays. Like the romantic anime are very different nowadays. So, so this is the story is basically something uh, is basically a guy that gets with a girl. The girl has an accident, and uh, she oh, no. goes in a coma for three years. For I don't remember if it's two or three years. And in the meanwhile, the guy, like, gets with another girl, uh, which is oh. the best friend of this girl. You know, the, oh. the, like this other girl basically took care of him because he was he had PTSD for the yeah. for his girlfriend's accident. So in the end, after a while, they got together, and uh, they seem things seem to to go better, and uh, he seems to be recovering. And finally, they seems to be the, the relationship seems to be stable. And guess what happens? She wakes up. She wakes of up. Of course, she wakes up. <laughs> so yeah, and of course, everything. Write this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, everything messes up. So, but it's 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 a very interesting thing, and uh, it was based on a visual no- visual novel. So of course, it chooses one route between uh, the multiple routes that are available. So. But for once, actually chooses the route that I choose in the visual novel, which is something actually pretty uh, rare. Because normally when they make an anime of a visual novel, they always choose the wrong route, which is the one I didn't pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I didn't pick it, it's the wrong one. <laughs> like if you, if you have seen... That's Sp- a very G answer. Schwarz's Marken, for instance, which is a great anime based on an absolutely fantastic visual novel, which is a pre- actually a prequel of Mavlov. In the one I was telling about in the um, in the based in the eighties in in East Germany, it 
it picks a very very wrong route. <laughs> <laughs> like distinctly uh, the, wrong. She she it discards the obvious best girl, which is very very bad. <laughs> so well, it's still a very good anime though. Anyway, uh, and that's pretty much it for me for anime and manga. So that's it, and we and it's time to talk that's about it. That's it. All yeah. right. Well, we finished. Let's go. Let's go home. (laughs) (laughs) Roll credits. Yeah. So it's time to talk about our main topic, which is Akihabara. We we have an interesting conversation here because I've been to Akihabara. I've been to to Tokyo and to Akihabara in in particular for eight years now, like at least two or three times a year. So you could say I I knew Akihabara Akihabara, like the back of my pocket. Uh, I normally when I go to Tokyo, I stay there for. Well, my back pocket. I normally stay oh, in God. Tokyo for about a month every time I go, uh, to three three weeks to a month, and I in Akihabara so, like a lot because I go there for work, for reporting, to just find inspiration for articles and stuff. So you could say that I go when I'm in Tokyo, I go to in to Akihabara at least once every two three days. Which means that I go to Akihabara a lot, <laughs> uh, at least like 30, 40 times a year. <laughs> anyway, um, and Emily, on the other hand, has never been to Akihabara, right? Has never been to, to Japan. I've never been, to, I've never been outside of the continental U.S., so yeah, no, I'm not, I've never been to Japan. Hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so but... We're, to, we're, talking, we're having a noob versus veteran conversation. <laughs> Emily's going to ask veteran. me about it. <laughs> versus veteran, I should say. Huh? I don't know if it's like a versus conversation. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're not gonna fight it out. <laughs> uh, well, who knows? Maybe we are. Yeah, we're gonna give you a little touristy kind of guide and talk a little bit about some of the interesting points of Akihabara. Yeah, let me give you an introduction. So Akihabara is Go. a a are an area in central Tokyo. In Tokyo, they actually call them cities, like. Uh, Various districts of Tokyo, like people from Tokyo, call them city. They call them machi, uh, and uh, so it's basically it's city within a city. And originally, it was uh, mostly a place for uh, little stalls selling electronic uh, and electronic components. And they still exist. If you go into some of the alleys in Akihabara, you still can find these little stalls with like so many little electronic components, like diodes, bulbs, and like batteries, uh, radios, and stuff. And and then it expanded into a big electronic mecca, and then it expanded even more into an otaku area in which there are video games, manga, anime, and all that. So it it had like several stages of evolution, and it's the city that changes very fast, but also kind of remains the same. Uh, more than other areas in Tokyo, at least in this in 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 the, in the time period in which I've been there, so in the past past eight years, it doesn't change all that much. Like some shops change, especially ramen shops; <laughs> those change very fast <laughs> everywhere in Tokyo. Like especially yeah. one of my favorite has closed this year, and I was so sad uh, in Akihabara, by the way. Uh, but uh, some shops change, but the flavor it's kind of always the same. Actually, the funny thing is that many think that there are many game developers in Akihabara, but there aren't that many. 
Like, man, most game developers are not in Akihabara. Akihabara is mostly where there is the retail part. Like, uh, most developers that are in Akihabara are, like, the small uh, mm-hmm. kind. Like, Acquire in Akihabara. Um, oh, okay. Ixtel is in Akihabara, the publisher that works on Mavlov. Uh, but there aren't <laughs> many, really. Uh, okay. Mostly it's shops and cafes, bars, and that kind of stuff. It's maid cafes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, don't ask me about maid cafes, but contrary to popular belief, I've never gonna. been to one. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, but I felt like I should bring it up. Yeah, I've been to cat cafes, but not to maid. I, also, there is a brand new porcupine cafe. Like Agile There's cafe. a what? Agile cafe. Really? Yeah. Really, I'm not sure. That's joking. awesome. Yeah. You just yeah. go in Pedrocks? Yeah, absolutely. That's cafe. awesome. There are actually a lot of different cafes in, in Akihabara and themed after various video games, for instance. There is one that's themed after Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, most of them are temporary, but the Final Fantasy XIV one was supposed to be temporary at the beginning, but then it was too, so successful that it, they, kept, they kept it there. And then there is another one about Square Enix in general that they changed the video game it's dedicated to but like every time it began with final fantasy mm-hmm. 15 yeah then they put they put dragon quest they put near automata they put several ones and now i don't know what what they have it there now right now uh but there are several um and then yeah it's mostly a matter of retail so sales of various uh, anime manga video games also a lot of the duty free stuff there is like but that's crap for tourists and uh, <laughs> and then there is mostly Cafes and uh, uh, and uh, like all kind of uh, entertainment, really. Uh, which again, I don't know anything about my cafes, so please don't ask me. I never went to one, and I probably never go. Everyone on Twitter, just go and ask him about uh, maid cafes and all the yeah, maid cafes he's going. gone to, because he's clearly lying. <laughs> not, no, why, why would I lie? No, really. It's funnily, I don't. I, I never found the archetype of the maid any attractive. So I mean, yeah, honestly, I I probably wouldn't go to like because they have like butler cafes too in a similar oh, yeah, vein. Yeah. I know, uh, and honestly, I probably wouldn't go to one of those. But like the themed cafes seem oh, kind of fun. The video like, game around, themed cafes are great. The, the video game themed yeah. cafes are great. I, I I think I already told in the previous cast podcast about the My Hero Academia cafe that was full. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that one. That was, great, right? it, it was kind of fun, but I I didn't go there on purpose. Someone dragged me there. Uh, it would probably be more fun if it was a, a thing that you were passionate oh, about. Yeah. The Final Fantasy fourteen one, the Erosia cafe is probably the best team cafe I've been to. You can actually go there and play. <laughs> like there are computers oh, in really? which you can play. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, that's ex- but but the, the the atmosphere, the the food is not that great. The the one thing that's important <laughs> is that if you go to Team Cafe, the food is probably not gonna be great. Like it's gonna give yeah. the average, and because the 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 most important thing is the looks. That, yeah. That fit the team, and uh, it's pro and it's gonna be very much overpriced. So. Keep that in mind. If you go to <laughs> if you go to Team Cafe, first of all, it's uh, especially if in Akihabara, it's a good thing to uh, reserve your place, and uh, most importantly, bring money with you <laughs> because uh, bring uh, money. <laughs> yeah, because it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be costly. 
uh, as far as I know, made cafes are even more costly. So <laughs> if you want to go to one, yeah. bring money with you. Uh, we were talking about team cafe and made cafe and butler cafes. Interestingly, there are there are very many kind of uh, made and butler cafes uh, that have different kind of costumes. Like there mm-hmm. is the ninja cafe, for instance. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the, the, do ninjas serve you? Do they pop out of the ceiling? No, but they're girls dressed like ninja. It's like a ninja made cafe. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, I... I <laughs> And these, my experience with these is actually just walking around Akihabara, and uh, normally they have these ladies in uh, in front of the stores trying to drug, drug you in and give you pamphlets. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. get a sample of the kind of cafe that are there because there is a girl in front of it with the costume that they wear at the cafe that's giving you pamphlets and that you try to like dribble around them <laughs> to avoid them. <laughs> As they're trying to drag you in and be like, oh, come on, get it, come on in. Yeah, and I, the, the same time in which I was dragged with my friend into the My Hero Academia Cafe, uh, he, he basically was stopping and every time he, one of these ladies wanted to give him a pamphlet because he thought it was rude to refuse them. <laughs> so now <laughs> I mean, you know like why. Awkward. Now, now you know why he was dragged into the cafe because <laughs> he couldn't say no. <laughs> It's like when you're, at least in America, when you're in a mall and they have those little shops where they give out free samples and the guys like the kiosks where they give out the free samples and the guy always like runs at you and it's like, here, try this skincare cream or something. And you're like, no, you can't say uh, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there there are some some interesting ones, even some interesting choice of costumes. One of the most fascinating that actually I've seen a lot of these ladies outside of uh, of uh, their shop because it's close to Animate, which is a big mall that sells anime stuff, um, mm-hmm. is a, I think, Russo-Japanese war-themed war cafe. Like, huh. uh, there is a, like, kind of, like, uh, fetish, let's say, in, like, very, like, uh, um, lax meaning of the term fetish, which is, like, uniform. And these ladies were like uh, old style uh, 1918 uh, unif- military uniforms, officer military uniforms, because there are some shoujo manga uh, that featured those kind of characters, so they're very popular. Mm-hmm. But that's actually very, interesting. pretty interesting costumes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, so there are quite a few of these, and like they change a lot. Of course, there are the classic maid cafe like the the some of them are even chains like maid dreaming if you go to akihabara you you will hear this little song maid dreaming maid dreaming whatever and uh, that's very popular no, because they're like it. no <laughs> there are like yes. five of them in akihabara or six or more so there are basically at every corner and they have this little song in 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 the like ringing outside of it, so that you, I'm sure, yeah, the you know when it comes to one. The catchy song that stays with you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's not attractive for me. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, this it is sticks in your head. one of the things that you will notice as soon as you go to Akihabara because they're very visible, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, but... Uh, of course we are more interested in the like whip stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know in uh, Akihabara they have a lot with um, sort of tech and electronics, like you were talking yeah, there about. Is the biggest, the big, two biggest electronic stores in Tokyo, of course, uh, which also have video games in them, of course. Which is the y- Yodobashiba Camera, which is 
on the uh, I believe west side or east side. Some some mist maybe. It's on the side somewhere. It's uh, it's basically <laughs> if you go to the the part that's called electronic city, uh, electric city, it's on the other side of the tracks. Uh, but it's like one of the biggest electronic stores in Tokyo. And if you see like if you see on the internet pictures of uh, Japanese gamers lining up to go buy something new, like a new console, for instance, the Switch or whatever. Uh, that's mm-hmm. normally at Yodobashi Camera in Akihabara because that's kind of the classic place where you go. Ah, okay. Neat. And this is a big mall with, like, they sell everything from video games to music, CDs, uh, DVDs, uh, um, appliances, uh, beauty stuff, uh, pretty, pretty much everything. And then there is a um, big camera on the other side, uh, which is also very big and sells pretty much the same things. Uh, and then there are a few like more specialized shops. For instance, Softmap is uh, more specialized in video games, but they ha- also have uh, uh, things like. Uh, uh, of, of course, there are several Softmaps, and they tend to be specialized on different things. So there is the PC Softmap. There is all mostly PC stuff, like hardware, and then there is mm-hmm. the um, video game Softmap that is pretty much all video games or mostly web stuff, otaku stuff that. that the, there are mm-hmm. no Japanese yeah. weeps. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but they have like first floor. First play, first floor is video games, new video games. Second floor is, uh, I believe, used video. Th- sorry, um, sorry. First floor is actually like crappy touristy stuff, like Kit Kats, uh, beauty things. Uh, stuff, stuff to get them in, draw them in. Yeah, <laughs> it's tourist stuff. Second floor is new video games. Third floor is uh, used video games. Uh, fourth floor is uh, PC games. Uh, fifth floor is uh, used PC, uh, user anime, uh, music, and DVDs. Then there is another floor that I don't remember if I'm actually not sure if I'm getting them right, but I'm just giving you an example of the floors. Are. And then the last floor, then the, the second to last floor is like erotic video game stuff. <laughs> and the last <laughs> floor is like events about stuff that you probably don't care about. <laughs> you you understand okay. what I mean? I gotcha. I'm, like, I'm picking the more up the right up, now. the more you go closer to the top, the more uh, forbidden. The weirder it gets. Not weirder, <laughs> yeah. the more forbidden gets. Um, okay. Right. But yeah. Like and uh, Safma is probably the biggest chain you can see in Akihabara because there are so many that are specialized on pretty much. There are different specialization, and there are actually two of them that have this, like uh, this setup with video games. Manga, anime, sorry, not manga, they don't have manga. Anime and uh, anime music, uh, figures, and, and like all this, uh, all this like otaku stuff, let's say. Uh, it's a bit of a improper definition, but it's the easiest, the easiest way to say it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, if we have any viewers who are maybe visiting Japan and are interested in going to go check out Akihabara, if you had any places that you would recommend as like must-go locations well, uh, for them, Akihabara as oh, my favorite activity personally in Akihabara is uh, looking for pre-owned stuff because uh, ah okay the Japanese, deal hunting yeah the Japanese exactly uh, the Japanese culture it, they have a concept that's called motainai uh, which uh, literally means uh, what a waste. Basically, it's uh, um, 
their concept is that it's a waste to throw away stuff or just to abandon it in your in some corner of your house so if you don't care for a figure anymore or for a video game instead of just leaving it there uh you just you would probably sell it uh, oh, okay if you don't find anyone to leave it to give it away you will sell it so and in akihabara there are many shops that are specialized in buying this kind of stuff and then reselling it like mandurake is the biggest but there are many like trader as well for instance and uh, on top of the big two there are mandurake and trader there are also softmap also at its own section of of a pre-owned stuff uh there are many smaller stores that also do it and the good the interesting thing and this goes for video games uh, anime stuff uh, uh, manga books uh, cds dvds figures everything you might want to know to to get to own in uh, in akihabara you can find pre-owned actually many things uh, it's harder to find them new than pre-owned in akihabara like a vast really... majority a vast majority of the figure shops they will sell you pre-owned figures for instance um that's and but that's actually the charm of it because mm-hmm. these pre in, in japan pre-owned stuff is top-notch like quality you will not find well you will find sometimes but it's rarer to find like low quality low condition stuff that actually things that are very close to mind conditions pretty much so buying pre-owned in Akihabara is not a a way to get bad deals. It's a way to get very good deals. And uh, the even if honestly there are better places in Tokyo, like in Nagano for instance, uh but if you want to go to Akihabara, like it's it's a go- it's, it's a good thing to go to both. Like uh, um uh I hear you typing. Yeah, yeah but I just, didn't know that about. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just making sure it's Nagano and non Nakano because I I always confuse between them. Uh, but yeah, it's basically uh, there is a another giant motaku mecca pretty much, which is a um, a, a it's called uh, uh, Nakano Broadway. And it's a, a in Nakano, of course, which is a district on the other side of Tokyo, and uh, that's the second place you would want to go besides Akihabara to see both sides of otaku culture. In this part, in this place, they have a little bit more uh, vintage things. So it's like in Akihabara is more like flavor of the month things, while mm-hmm. in Nakano Broadway yeah. you will find a lot more older stuff, like Mandarake, which is the um, the biggest pre-owned chain in uh, in japan has like 20 shops in that mall <laughs> like it's oh wow um, really yeah they, they they have one shop for every single thing why in akihabara Mandarake, for every single thing for like for every they have one shop for uh tokusatsu things one shop for uh for anime one shop for books one shop for uh video games one shop for figures one shop for robots one shop for older robots. <laughs> they uh, one shop for <laughs> they have, even have one shop for vintage toys, which are like super. Costly. Oh wow, cool! Uh, yeah, they have like a ton of shops in Nakano Broadway, while in um, in Akihabara they have an enormous skyscraper shops with like seven floors. Also, one floor is each like different thing. Uh, one floor for games, one floor for uh, manga, and all that. 
and uh, to sell pre-owned stuff like mandrake is one stop for everything pretty much uh, and the good thing about like deal hunting is that there is no set price so you're very likely to find the same thing at different prices like for instance i mm -hmm. love uh, mavlov robots they are like uh, they are from 2010 2012 so they you can always all, all, almost only find them pre-owned you will very difficult to find them new and uh, the same robot you can find uh, the original price f in 2010 was like 6000 yen which is like 60 bucks more or less and now you find them for a thousand or two thousand maximum some of them you can find them for yeah. three thousand but the the same robots in one shop you can find for three thousand and in another shop you can find for a thousand so you can get the full action figure for 10 bucks or less so it's really a matter of like walking around the Kiabar a lot and finding the 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 best deal literally Mm -hmm. And to me, at least, that seems like a lot of fun to kind of go around and be like, "Oh, I'm getting the best deal," you know, and and that sort of thing. Especially um, if you're not if you're not afraid to have your legs hurting a lot at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I guess me, that's true. If you do this, your leg will hurt a lot at the end of the day. <laughs> Especially if you're Bring a girl your... and you and you wear heels. <laughs> I'm not wearing heels to go. Uh, deal hunting. Well, I, I, I went with a friend once, well, more than once actually. But this this friend insisted to wear pretty high heels. <laughs> and, Mistake. And I'm like, are you sure? We're this this lady loves anime, loves manga, mm -hmm. loves figures. So she mm -hmm. basically she she finished that day with two big bags full of figures, and oh. which I carried more most of the times. <laughs> well, good. Very but, gentlemanly of you. <laughs> yeah, but she was still having to walk through the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, They're not comfy. Yeah, she was like really hurting at the end of the day. I, I was really <laughs> sorry for her. And I warned her. And she's like, no, it's fine. I'm used to it. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you can only develop so many calluses on your feet. Yeah, do not <laughs> go to Akiyama. If you, if, you, if you plan on deal hunting, wear comfortable shoes like that's a must wear, wear some nice comfy shoes yeah especially get your get your since, especially if you don't want to wait for elevators a lot because a lot yeah. of the shops are like on multiple floors or some of them are uh, even hidden on top floors or like uh, not on the first floor so mm -hmm. in an elevator of course there is only one elevator for shops normally and there is a lot of people so you have to wait like even five ten minutes for the elevator sometimes so it, you you'd go up up and down stairs a lot unless you want to wait so that's mm -hmm. one of the tricks in Akihabara as, as well to get a little bit familiarized with the idea of uh, that you won't find all the shops on the first floor or right on the street side you need to kind of be able to learn at least like guessing what the signs on the side of the of the buildings are so you can actually see what shops are like on the top floors because there is no other indication unless you look for them on the internet uh then the signs on the front of the of, of the shops there there is no like window on the on the on the the street floor so yeah you, it's it's a matter of exploration sometimes you find yourself mm -hmm. in and some that's fun. pretty embarrassing <laughs> places <laughs> but uh, oh really it's also part well yeah a lot of the times like the sh the floors in different buildings are completely different things. 
So my, you, you may end up... What you get yourself into. Well, you may end up in, in like entering in a place and, and you discover it's a very weird made cafe, so you immediately run away. <laughs> so you're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. And you like... Yeah. Or if you are the kind of person that gets like uh, embarrassed about uh, visiting a video game that sells erotic games, uh, you definitely enter those. <laughs> Yeah, there is no okay, reason so to be embarrassed to watch because in, in yeah. Akihabara in Japan in general it's a completely normal thing actually. And it's a, one thing that you see a lot in Akihabara for instance is that uh, if you see a shop that sells PC games like 90% of that shop is going to be erotic games because the biggest part of the Japanese market for PC games is erotic games. So That makes sense. <laughs> the funny thing is that if you, if you want to go grab a, a copy of Skyrim in uh, in Akihabara, you will have to be 18, because you will have to go to oh. the to the PC games floor in a, in a shop which is normally restricted to 18 and older, <laughs> because they like 90% <laughs> of those are like PC are, are like erotic games, so be prepared that to see sense, a lot of boobs. Right? <laughs> Not oh, real man. ones, but I, anime ones, yeah, but man. still, yeah, like it. But it, there are it, other shops for those. In Japan, in Akihabara in particular, you should really not feel embarrassed to go in those kind of places because they're very much normal. No one really judges you. Like it's funny because in the West, <laughs> you see like uh, for is just just to make an example, just to go to the store and buy condoms. See a lot of people that still try to be very sneaky about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and be like, oh, you know, I'm buying these for a friend yeah. or something. <laughs> like in Japan, there is absolutely no like shame in buying something sexual, especially in Akihabara. No, no one will uh, judge you for your uh, for whatever are your real or perceived fetishes. <laughs> so even yeah. if you go, if, for instance, if you go to like erotic game stores. PC game, you, you'll see a lot of a lot of ladies browsing like anyone else. So hmm, interesting. It's absolutely normal, and yeah, well, it's it's a very open open thing in in Japan. Taking like in Japan, uh, mm, consuming this kind of media is not seen as a sinful or strange things. Like it's mm -hmm. you're not considered neckbeard if you're <laughs> if you like this kind of stuff. <laughs> So yeah, it, yeah, it's. A, I've never seen anyone giving anyone strange looks for that, which is great. I actually like yeah. like like that attitude a lot, and uh, so yeah, that's that's one of the things in Akihabara is that whatever your passion is, you will be you will feel accepted, you will feel at home. Make sense? Yeah, and I think it's really important for people who maybe it's their first time going to Japan yeah. and they're very conscientious about. I don't want to offend people or offend local culture to know that these sorts of things are out there in the street and they're there for you to peruse and partake of, and yeah, that's also, fine. Like, Kiabara is one of the places in, in Tokyo in which you will find more people speaking English, by the way. Oh, okay. That's good for people who speak exclusively English like me. Well, like almost everyone that goes for the first time in Japan. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Like my Japanese um, is like very basic so I, it's difficult it's still difficult for me to hold the conversation in japanese so most of mm -hmm. the times yeah. i would just instinctively go 
English. And because most of the people that see me will instinctively try to speak to me in English because they think I don't speak any Japanese. Mm-hmm. Of course, because I'm just a gaijin. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just some guy that's on the street and doesn't yeah. look like everyone else. I look like a big Westerner, so that they think yeah. I speak Angli- speak only English. And sometimes I, I encourage them, them to think that because I kind of embarrassed of my Japanese. So even yeah. if, actually, if you can speak a little bit of Japanese, even if you don't speak it well, uh, the Japanese they will speak to, they will be very happy to see you try. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that whenever I watch videos of people or hear about people going to Japan, that the people there are very happy to see you at least give it a shot, you know? Yeah. like Even give just it your starting all, a conversation, try. even just starting mm-hmm. a conversation, if you start with sumimasen, which means... Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me. If you start with that and then you continue in in uh, in English, you you get your their attention with sumimasen, and then you could try in English. But they see it as you trying to be polite, and they're mm-hmm. much more yeah. open to try and speak English to you after that. Uh, but anyway, this is the we're kind of digressing. Uh, thing is, uh, the so the the most fun activity in Akihabara for me is deal hunting, and you can find everything you want to deal on. And uh, one thing that's important about this is that uh, mo- many of the deals are not even pre-owned things, uh, because many times you will find uh, things that are like uh, uh, that are being sold at a big discount because uh, they have some small infinitesimal fl- flow that can even be so- seen on the naked eye unless you're really looking uh. for it. So especially small like, manufacturing defects. This is especially for action figure, for figures and action figures. So you will uh, be able to find sense. very much discounted figures, like, and I'm talking about like ninety percent discount or something like that, or eighty percent discount. Wow! Because wow. they have this very super small flow that that you can't even see, because Japanese are very, very, very stuck on on quality. So a shop would not mm-hmm. sell at normal price a good that is not perfect another possibility is that it doesn't have a box like if the box got damaged so uh it, that will add a further discount on it or like for pre-owned stuff most of it doesn't have a box at all so they will sell it as a at a very very low price because it, it's pre-owned and it doesn't have a box and sometimes there are like multiple of those factors that, that that work into creating very low prices like Interesting. Yeah, personal like uh, you see some very some very big discount bins in most shops in Akihabara, and you can just browse those and you'll find very cheap figures. Most of the those are like the popular stuff like One Piece, Dragon Ball, uh, but there are there are even like uh, remarkable things that you can be found. Like uh, I I yeah. bought figures that that, that cost like ten thousand, twelve thousand yen for like a thousand. Oh wow. Oh yeah, that's And for from my perspective because I my father owns a hardware store and I did a lot of like unpacking things, unpacking shipments and and um putting away goods and just the idea of oh the box is messed up or oh there's something wrong. Like even working at my grandfather's jewelry store like there's never a shipment when there where there isn't something yeah. that's been scuffed up or you know messed up and the idea of them setting it away for like 80% 90% discounts i mean is exciting for me because i get it at 
a really great deal, but it's just so interesting to me and kind of foreign in a way, but yeah, I think really it doesn't neat. happen in the West, right? Yeah, no. I mean, we just throw it on the shelf and, and people take it and it's like, oh, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. a very Japanese thing, but yeah, if you if you look if you go for to look for these uh, discount bins, you'll find very interesting and it's just exciting. It's just exciting yeah, to browse those. I can imagine, like to dig into these because they're li you're literally digging into it because they are just thrown there. And you, it and feels like a treasure hunt. It, exactly, that's literally personally, it's one of my favorite activities in Japan. <laughs> you just go there, especially if you're not alone. That's a great thing. Well, you you have two things. You can go alone, so you get all the deals, <laughs> or you can go with a friend, which is a lot more, or a group of friends, which is a lot very fun to look together. But in that case, you will have to share the deals that you find. <laughs> I also think it's really fun when you go and you're not necessarily looking for something very specific. You're oh, just yeah. looking, oh, what can I find? You know, Absolutely. and that way you don't get. You don't get hung up on oh well I didn't find this. Instead, you think oh well I found this, this, and this, and this is you know for a great deal. So I think that's definitely something. And the great people thing who maybe sorry, go ahead. Oh no, people who may be planning a trip to Japan should uh, consider spent making a day out of it. Um, consider bringing an extra deal an extra suitcase as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm. I remember when you were back. My last trip to Japan, I ended up buying too much stuff, like too much discounted stuff, which means that I spent like. 200 bucks more or less i bought like 15 marvel of robots <laughs> which is like crazy <laughs> just because i'm collecting those and yeah i, I actually but... literally had to buy a suitcase <laughs> too i remember you talking about that <laughs> yeah it was kind of messy i actually just went to amazon and bought if you have to buy a suitcase in japan amazon japan is what you want because they will deliver it in in a day to your hotel and you're fine uh, if you if you go to try and find a suitcase, that's uh, you will spend a lot more. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, um, especially since it's you know it's cheaper on, on Amazon and it's easier. Um, uh, yeah, Amazon's yeah. taken over the world for video games. Uh, for even for video games, if you look into the pre-owned market, mostly a Trader, Mandrake, uh, Softmap has a lot as well. Uh, you will find some really old collector's edition like oh, neat. near mind condition for really cheap like i last my last trip to japan i bought uh i bought basically all the collector's edition of nearly all the mavlov games uh, because oh, wow. I, because it's mavlov uh which is yeah, like obviously. 10 games uh dating all the way back to 2000 something uh mm -hmm. and uh, i spent between all of them which is pretty much 10 collector's edition i believe i spent less than 100 bucks all that's amazing together. like yeah With all the goodies we look inside at, we look at new collector's edition stuff nowadays and you could be talking like hundreds of dollars and yeah i know and and the idea of something older which tends to oftentimes when it's older and rarer it kind of goes up in value a little bit and being in mint condition and for you to get all of those at under a hundred bucks is like yeah amazing like you find to me. you also find like all the goodies inside normally they're they're well like they, they actually tell you that you're not guaranteed to find the goodies inside but the thing is that they're very courteous so i actually got one that did that was missing a piece of like a collector's items inside the day after i went there with my receipt and they absolutely exchanged it and if you they can't exchange it with a uh, full 
one because they don't have it, they will give you the money mm -hmm. back. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. This was a soft map, actually. They had like one, the I think it was volume three of Marvel of Alternative Chronicles. And inside it has a dog tag of one of the characters. And it only had the rubber part of the dog tag inside, but not the metal part. So I, mm -hmm. I brought it back the day after, absolutely no problem. They gave me the money back because they didn't have another, another copy. I went to Trader and I found the same copy for less. <laughs> and this one, because <laughs> the thing is, even for video games, you will find them at different prices. So I got yeah. the, uh, the, the first time I did not look well enough because I got it for more. <laughs> and the, the day after, because of this thing, I, I actually found the same thing for less with all the goods inside. So it's also a, it's very rare though that you will not find something that's complete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with the, with a lot of the products being kind of pre-owned or having that sort of pre-used mentality, the price range can definitely, I can see how that can fluctuate compared to something that's newer where there might be a more of a fixed point because you have to get like your money back or whatever but with with priya and there i definitely see how there would be a lot of variability in prices and that's yes. neat i mean the one one advice that I would give you if you go and buy pre-owned things is don't go the last day of a trip because there yeah. is the possibility that you will get a product that's not perfect and that's not like uh some of them are not perfect by nature because they are discounted because they are not perfect. But yeah. sometimes you will find a product that will not satisfy your expectations, let's say, because you think it's like this one that did not have a piece inside and uh, they will exchange it. But of course, if you get it on the last day of your trip, you won't be able to have the time to go back. So mm -hmm. That makes sense. So always try to go like at least with one day to spare. So if you have to go and print something back, it's very rare, honestly, that in eight in eight years, that's the only time I had to go back and, and, and bring back something. But uh, it, it can happen because it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a big market. Um, and also always bring, um, always bring cash with you because not all the shops in Japan, it, that's surprising for many because it's, uh, it's a very informatized like and computerized uh, nation, but not all shops in, in this is all Japan, not just like Yabara, not all shops accept credit cards. Interesting. Okay. So always bring cash, but this is like a general advice for Japan. Uh, do not expect mm -hmm, yeah. like all shops, all restaurant, everything to, to just accept credit cards because you will be, you will be disappointed. And uh, it sometimes it's also difficult to find uh, like an ATM. Um, actually, oh, if you okay. go for banks, like uh, the best way to find an ATM that accepts cre uh, Western credit cards or uh, Western ATM cards is uh, in convenience stores. If you go to 7-Eleven, the ATM will be perfectly accepting your card and you will not have no problems. Uh, but if you sometimes when you when you go to an actual bank, it will not accept a foreign card or it will be closed after 5 p.m., which is uh, a okay. weird thing. But Yeah, yeah 5 p.m., wow. Like <laughs> Japan is like that. But, AT, but convenience stores are open 24-7, which is the mm -hmm. one of the great things of Japan. 7-Eleven is, is, uh, is the one that I will accept every card that you need. So if you find a 7-Eleven, you're fine. Uh, interesting, speaking of convenience stores, there is a convenience store in Akihabara uh, of the Lozon chain which is themed after Dragon Quest. <laughs> oh, really? They have all Dragon Quest goodies in store. there. It's actually fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a 
Dragon Quest convenience store and they have like old movies oh, that they have the the windows painted with Dragon Quest characters and all that and it's actually in front of a Mandarake. So if you go to Mandarake, which is the big pre-owned shop, you will find, you will see it because it's right in front of it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Definitely. So what do you, what else are you curious about? Well, let's see. I was we were talking earlier about the uh, Kanda Shrine, which is oh, Kanda Miyoji. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is it is it in Akihabara or is it near? It's actually that near area? Akihabara. Like it's a uh, it's a bit like uh, out of the way. Like it's about about like four three three four hundred meters uh, mm-hmm. off the main street in Akihabara, but it's very easy to find. And mm-hmm. uh, it's funny because Kandamiyojin is uh, as a reputation. It's a shrine. It's a uh, Shinto shrine, of course, and uh, it got popularized by the fact that it appeared on uh, the anime Love Live. I don't know if you ever seen. Oh, it. really? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it, but yeah, it's the usual like uh, idol anime. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. Uh, basically, one of the feature is that the those idols were training by running up and down the stairs of this temple that goes to this <laughs> temple so th- that staircase is very popular among otaku and uh, the temple has, has become has gotten this reputation of being like the otaku shrine because uh, they actually have a marketing deal <laughs> with with love life oh really yeah because in in japan uh, shinto monks are very like uh, business savvy <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, they will do marketing deals <laughs> So basically, the shrine, the mascot of the shrine, is the character of the uh, is the the cast of the Love Live game. So the, the anime. So if you go to the shrine, you will see like the characters dressed like uh, Miko, the ma- the shrine uh, shrine maids, and uh, so and also you will find uh, like the Emma, which are the uh, prayer prayer table the prayer tablets uh, that normally Japanese uh, hang up on these racks. Uh, for to express their wishes, they have a ton like of anime and manga or video game designs, <laughs> which is funny. Like a lot of yeah, Taku go there because it's and like, yeah, I was looking at some pictures of them. Yeah, I will never forget the. It was last year, uh, actually two years ago. Uh, it was just before the the announcement, like the, the reveal, the switch in Japan in in January. I went to Japan, and it was just be- just be- between the, the reveal of the Switch uh, and in January and the release of the Switch in March. So there was a ton of tablets. <laughs> One of the tablets that was, oh. that was saying, I want to buy a Switch. I, I hope I will be able to find the Switch at launch. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, and some of them are like, uh, like had Splatoon characters on them or Mario, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You will find and... a lot of these. It's very cute. It's they also have a pony. Oh, good. Because the mascot of that temple is a pony, which I actually oh, tried to okay. pee on that my shoe sense. once. <laughs> hey, you probably did something to I it. I did to nothing. Upset I was just standing in the picture. You probably accosted the pony and, and just... Well, everyone accosts it. That's what he's there for. Everyone accosts the pony. Oh, he's there in a, in, a, in a fence to, act, to have tourists look at it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just standing in front of it. I tried to pee in my on my shoe. I avoided it. All right. So she's not going to any horse farms anytime soon. No. None. No, never. <laughs> I'm not the the, uh, the farm animal kind of guy. 
I yeah, made anyway, friends with chicken. That, that, that temple is definitely one place that you should visit in um, in Akihabara. Not only for the otaku stuff, but also because it's like a very, very beautiful temple. Like and the cultural shrine. experience too. Because yeah. there is a difference between shrine and temple. So if you say if you mm-hmm. call it shrine a temple, they will actually correct you. It's a shrine. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, and then if you go around Akihabara, there are a lot of things to see. Well, of course, there are some great places to eat. Like Akihabara, it's a fantastic place to eat. Uh, of course, there are good places to eat and bad places to eat, but it's a and normally it's kind of cheap because, uh, of course, it's it's a, a gig town, so gig don't really want to spend too much for eating unless you go to Milk Cafe, in which case you're gonna be like ripped off. <laughs> but <laughs> if you go to normal places to eat, you will eat well and for cheap, which is great. <laughs> but it's not a costly place to go. Unless you go for the rip-off uh, disc, uh, discount stuff, like the must not discount, sorry, uh, the rip-off like uh, duty-free things for tourists, but you should avoid those. They have nothing to do with weep stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what else do you want to know about Akihabara? Well, I think we could talk a lot about uh, Akihabara, but do you want to? St- Rolling into the news, or do you want to keep mm, talking let me on think. it? Or? There's something else that I would like to bring up. Um, um, well, uh, another thing that's that's interesting. It's also retro video games. I was I was forgetting about that. There is not only pre-owned mm-hmm. games. There's also a lot of like r- very good retro shops. There's more mostly on the smaller side. Like there is Super Potato in um, on the back street. Uh, What's it called? Super potato. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I don't know why it's I called like that. Like that. It's like actually that great name. because uh, in the they have like three floor, I believe, and uh, the two floors are like uh, um, vintage consoles and uh, uh, console games, and they have like all kind of like old consoles. They have whole stacks of Game Cubes, uh, Game Gears, P Playstations. Uh, Super NES, all in all kinds of conditions, uh, for very cheap. And uh, the last floor, you find you find an actual uh, game center, an actual arcade with the old uh, arcade machines in it. So there is everything you want. Uh, and also, there is a lot of arcade centers as well. Like uh, there are a few big Sega arcades, actually three uh, or two. Uh, one, two, two are the big ones. And then there is a <laughs> couple of Taitos as well. Oh, three actually, three Sega and a Taito that I, that I remember. And uh, the, the Sega ones are really big, and they also make a lot of uh, event events there. Like when there is a new Sega game uh, to present, they make events there to present those games. Uh, and uh, like for instance, there was an event for uh, Yakuza uh, Kiwami Two last time I went, um, and I actually had like a. A message board for uh, for messages to the developers, and uh, I left them a message. Oh, actually, it w- sorry, it was for Okuto uh, um, Nagotoku, the uh, Fist of the Last Art one, and I actually oh, left okay. a message in on behalf of Dual Shockers readers, telling them please localize this game from the West. <laughs> so I made sure that cool. your voice was heard. <laughs> Your voice was heard in this shop yeah, in definitely. Japan. <laughs> the, the, those are like uh, the, the the lower floors normally are UFO catchers, which uh, oh, okay. 
which is basically like a crane like machine. Like a claw machine. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which there are a lot of like act um, figures, for instance, that you can get if you are lucky. I would advise against advise against trying to get those figures there because they're very <laughs> difficult to get. I've never managed. Uh, like a, two or three years ago, uh, my girlfriend of the time was really, really wanted a Final Fantasy fourteen uh, super deformed fig figure, and I was like, okay, let's try it. Uh, see what we can do yeah i spent four thousand yen trying and i did oh, not man. get it which is like 40 bucks i did yeah not it's get like it 40 bucks and that's like a small box so it was actually easier than most then i oh, went man. to i went to one of the shops randomly and i just found it there for 500 yen <laughs> yeah that's funny so if you um, really want the figure that you see in one of those UFO catcher crane machines at a go shop around. Go shop around and you will find it. Absolutely. And that won't be, won't be costly. So And it won't would, be forty bucks, it'll be five bucks. Unless you uh, unless you're a magician and you're very good at those things, you're almost guaranteed to spend less if you just find it at the shop. Because there is a lot of people that just uh, get these figures and then sell them at the shops. And those are uh, people that are very much used to them, so they know all the tricks pretty much. So they all the they MLB know how to pro tricks. Get them. And <laughs> so yeah, definitely avoid getting it. And then if you go up the floors, you find like a fighting game floor with all the um, like Blaze Blue, Street Fighter, Tekken, and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, also the Pokemon Pokemon tournament. And then there are like a, a lot of very specialized um, rhythm game floors. Those are very popular. Oh yeah, they're big. Yeah, the, there is a super big games. scene in uh, in Akihabara about rhythm, rhythm games, and it will. And actually, it's probably one of the things that it's spectacular to just go and watch people, because the people you will find at those arcades, you will not believe what you see. You will see their hands moving so fast. You will be like, and there is almost always someone like that. Oh you, wow, really? Yeah, he will say, "What the hell is this guy doing? How is he following?" <laughs> like, is he magic? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, like really people that are really good. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, if you go to the central Sega, if you go to the central Sega in Akihabara, you will find something that's very peculiar. <laughs> Unfortunately, peculiar I think how? it's only for guys. <laughs> Okay. Can you guess what it is? No. I actually Some wrote an article in the cafe? past about it. It's something in a game center that is only for guys. What's your guess? Oh, is it like a VR? Um, what was it that they had? I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know no, how to not. describe it's not it. VR. Okay, then I don't know what you're talking about. It's something only guys can functionally use. Uh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> you don't want to say it? Is it, like, is it like some sort of it's not sexual device? Oh, it's, it's not? not sexual. Not? No. Something that only guys can use that's not sexual. Yes. I, tell me what it is. I, I'm not going to get it. toilet video games. A toilet? What? 
there is a to- there, there there are toilets in these arcade that actually Sega actually like released those video games for toilets and you find them in Yakuza what? 6. Have you, have you played Yakuza 6? Yeah, but I didn't Wait, actually, it's not in Yakuza 6, it's in Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami 2, actually. That's why you haven't seen oh, okay. it yet. okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, those basically are what? video games that, that, that you played them by... <laughs> Sorry. By peeing. By peeing. No, you're good. It's in the target. This is way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> by hitting the target with your pee. <laughs> oh, my and God. And it scores you. Like in a card... All... And in Yakuza Kiwami 2, you will see these video games in action. I'm excited for that. It's actually a reproduction of those games, the same games that you see in the in these arcade. In, if you go, if you play Yakuza Kiwami when we come out this summer, and you're fascinated by these video games, you go in. It, it, um, Sega sold them, but they weren't successful, obviously. Because Weird. How, how did they think that they could be successful? But they still have them. They still have them at this arcade. So you won't find them in very many places, but they still have them in this arcade in Akihabara. So you can go there and test how good you are. (laughs) You You can actually find. I just have no words. (laughs) If you don't, if you want the, if you want the experience, but you don't want to. you don't want to actually go there. You can just go to my article in which there is even a video of me testing them with uh, without audio <laughs> and without oh my actually God. seeing me. I'm going to have to look this up. Well, I actually oh, tried to man. cheat at them. Oh, really? You yeah. can cheat them? Well, I got a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I tried. I mean, th- it didn't let me cheat. You I don't know how they held him. Because the, the, the point is to hit the marker okay yeah with the like those water gun games with the most carnivals. possible with the most like uh, consistent and uh, stream. powerful stream that you can <laughs> a long stream but just a <laughs> bottle of water did not work i don't know why really interesting yeah. maybe maybe it can test maybe it can detect if it's water or not i uh, no i don't think that's that i i, I don't know <laughs> it, but I, I i don't think i want to know I don't. I don't either. But yeah, this, this is I, interesting. I don't think these games are in the in in the in the to- toilets for the ladies. So if you're a lady, unfortunately, you that's won't a be shame. Able to, yeah, that's I know you, you're 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 hurt by this. It's a yeah. It's a true loss for for women everywhere. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect you to break that out. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, interesting it's a thing in Akihabara. So yeah, of course I'm breaking it out. It's it's possibly, I, it's probably I the no weirdest idea, thing you'll that's... find there. <laughs> I mean that's definitely up there. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Uh but yeah, uh I think yeah. pretty much unless you have questions. That's our little mini traveler's guide to uh Akihabara and, well, and is if a you're big, interested. Big uh, city, so maybe we'll have yeah. a part 2 if people have questions. Oh, there's guys, definitely, yeah. If you guys have questions about anything in Akihabara that you would like to know more about, maybe put them in the comment and we'll gather them and and see if there is enough material to to do a part 2 of these one one of yeah. these days. And if you're so, interested in more kind of like this where we talk about certain areas in Japan or just things about Japan then let us know because it's it's been fun talking about this so yeah, far definitely. I mean especially, I'm the, especially the last sure. part right yeah yeah the last part I can see I you blushing so I have a new fun fact to tell all my friends <laughs>
I, I can see oh, you blushing. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I'm just so fascinated by that. And I'm so shocked that it didn't do well. Like, didn't sell well. I'm, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't totally, understand. Totally un impossible to understand, right? I don't understand. It just it seems like it hits all the checkboxes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. So let's talk about uh, about our news, uh, Japanese news from the fold. Shall we? Okay, we had the confirmation that that stranding is going to appear at three. It's gonna have a new trailer. Hideo Kojima is teasing a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. the hype for Ko Kojima games is always to me really exciting sometimes more exciting than the game itself but i definitely think i'm gonna be interested in death stranding yeah you want, but i you really want to like see what shenanigans is gonna put in in that trailer right yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't i don't know if we if they can top the like the kid the the little child giving a thumbs up in in the in like uh in the guy's womb to like be honest the, yeah like in the bottle womb thing <laughs> yeah that's yeah uh yeah, yeah I, I i wonder shenanigans probably, i'm just yeah he's probably going to introduce a new actor probably because at every major event it true does that. it's been a very star-studded cast i mean maybe an actress it's gonna be about time be, too maybe a baby actor <laughs> <laughs> oh man but Let's yeah i'm see. i'm enjoying the hype of death stranding i think mm -hmm. a lot it's probably going to be very like crazy weird we, yeah, gonna yeah. <laughs> have to like have an existential crisis afterwards, probably. Yeah, definitely. Then uh, Yoshimitsu uh, is going to appear in Soul Calibur Six, so our crazy ninja is going to be there. Yay! Yay! Are you interested in Soul Calibur Six? Probably not. I don't do too much with the Soul Calibur games, but mm. um, it's good to see Yoshimitsu there. I like mm. him. Um, I really liked his design in Tekken 7. Spin, spin, spin. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he does spin a lot. But I liked his design in uh, Tekken 7. It was really it was It was different, but yeah, interesting. So um, Calibur 6 design seems to be more traditional with, like, Oni masks mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That makes sense. Mm -mm. I'm sure it'll be, like, a costume, maybe. Oh, yeah. That we're probably going to be a million costumes sold as DLCs. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> then... When's his swimsuit costume coming out? <laughs> Otawareru Mono Zan, which is the new action game they're working on with Tamsoft, uh, got the first trailer. So we finally saw how that game comes out and uh, what the game looks like. It looks like an action game in the Otawareru Mono Sensor uh, series that kind of looks like Senna Kagura in some ways. <laughs> so it looks interesting, though. Yeah. I like I the series. So I'm pretty interested in, looking, in, in seeing what they do with that. They kind of needed a bit of a shake-up, I think. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it is. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> then they revealed. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. You had something to say? Oh, no, go on ahead. Okay. Bullet Girl Fantasia uh, re revealed basically after a silence uh, since like TGS, the Tokyo Game Show in 2017. Uh, and it's going to come out on August 9th. And it's the usual waifu game in which you can destroy costumes and do really weird stuff with the girls. So. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's a it's a three publisher game, so you 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 know what you're going into if you. Yeah, <laughs> if you you, you know what you're buying. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, then Okami HD is gonna be released on Switch in Japan on August 9th. 
which means that it's probably gonna come to the West in a similar time frame. Normally they more than likely. Yeah, Capcom tries to keep the releases kinda close. Sad I news. think the Switch is a really good console for uh, Okami in terms yeah, of it's the It's going to have a gyroscope, gyroscope support, support and motion controls and uh, touch screen support, so it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Graphic, I think it's a solid console. The graphics are not going to be as good as PS4 and Xbox One, but you know that's what you expect. It's not a huge issue with that game, though, because it's more stylized. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I think... But in 4K, yeah. it does look good. Uh, anyway... Uh, sad news for those that expected to play Shenmue 3 in 2018 not gonna happen it's gonna be 2019 we don't know when in 2019 so it could be winter or summer but uh, Rise's hand who doesn't didn't expect this so it also makes sense yeah. I guess because I don't yeah think these it, things happen I mean you know it, it wouldn't have made much sense to release Shamu 3 before Sega releases Shamu 1 2. Because that way mm-hmm. at least people that haven't played the original games can play the first games and then can, they can play Shamu 3. I think that's also one of the reasons why they decided to delay it. It could be. And that definitely helps build up the hype for Shenmue 3 when you have re-releases come out. Absolutely. Or remasters, I, I should say. Absolutely. Uh, then Zone of the Enders... Uh, uh, the second runner, Mars, which is the remake of Zone of the Enders, second run, uh, runner, well, remaster mostly, uh, is coming out on uh, September 4th in North America and September 6th in Europe in Japan. So North Americans get it first with PlayStation VR support and all the goodies and Renew gratis. And it's a Kojima game. Come on. Who doesn't work? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited. It yeah. was a fantastic game. And I, I tried it already. In a Tokyo Game Show, it was a lot of fun. I tried it in, in on PlayStation VR, and uh, one of my favorite PlayStation VR games, which is why it got our oh, okay. best VR game, a Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting—the whole VR aspect of it. I'm, well, I'm interested to see how that works. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you're inside the robot. There is no better game than robot simulators in VR. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm surprised we don't see more of it. Like, oh, bring the armored core games. They're they're more they're difficult to make because the cockpit things are, is is a little bit difficult to, it's true. to pull when you're actually walking around. It's easier. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that uh, from from what I see, it's easier when you're driving a, a car or uh, like uh, driving a plane. Like I, I had great sensations when like with Ace Combat Seven on VR. Because it's very natural. A robot is walking around, so it gives you uh, the same sensation to people that are a bit queasy. I'm not, but so it doesn't fa- doesn't affect me. But people that are a bit queasy have problems with walking, and robots walk. So it's a little more harder that, to yeah, pull than like that. flight simulators or car driving and stuff like that. Yeah, I get that. But Zone of the Enders is good for it because uh, uh, GOT flies. Mostly, it doesn't work. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it, it it helps. So Persona Five sold two dot two million copies, which is a new milestone for it. This is worldwide, of course. Yeah. And uh, Vanilla Ware's new game, The Thirty Sentinels, as confirmed for these years, since they've been very silent about it. It's still coming. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well, I'm happy because it looked really good. I love Vanilla Ware. Have you played Dragon's Crown? Uh, yes, I do enjoy uh, Vanillaware a lot. I really liked uh, Muramasa 
Yeah, this is actually seems closer in art style to the Muramasa series. Like it's mm-hmm. less extreme, yeah. and it's more like cutesy. It's the mm-hmm. other style of George Kamitani. Kamitani. Yeah, um, but I I generally like gameplay of their games, and I always like the aesthetic of it, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see where this goes, and I'm glad yeah. it's still plugging along. <laughs> And then we go into the last news, which is the biggest one this week, uh, which is the whole uh, debacle with visual novels the on buckle. Steam. Yep. Uh, basically, what happened is that Steam sent, started sending warnings to developers of visual novels with adult content. And this is mostly Western developers that create Japanese-style visual novels, but also a couple of uh, Jap- Japanese developers were affected as well. Uh, which is uh, uh, the developers of the Nekopara series uh, and uh, Illusion that uh, released the VR Kanojo. Uh, but and a lot of developers that were Western developers creating visual novels in Japanese style. Like all the developers affected were uh, creating uh, Japanese style visual novels or games with adult um, elements. And they were accused to have a the the, uh, the games were pornographic and uh, despite the fact that all of them are censored on steam because all games are censored on steam except like for consoles uh in the way that all the sexual content is removed but yeah. uh, the, the the most you will see in those games is uh, bare boobs but so basically it's yeah. entirely within the uh, the m rating of the ASRB. So Steam sent those warnings giving them two weeks uh, until the end of the month to further remove the pornographic content without giving them any indication of what that pornographic content was and threatening to completely remove their game for Steam if they didn't comply. Which was big problems because many of those teams are small teams uh, that literally saw their livelihood and their ability to continue to operate with the revenue completely jeopardized. And that was like really a bad action from Steam. So there's been a, a large media reaction. Interestingly, the media was very compact in uh, uh, expressing the support for these developers, which is actually kind of surprising considering there are many outlets out there that are more like favorable to censorship uh, but in this case pretty much everyone was on side so and also there was a, a petition from uh, from gamers that actually last time i i watched uh, like uh, a few years ago a few hours ago was 13,000 years ago <laughs> yeah a few hours ago That's it impressive. was two, 13,000 signatures and this is like one day and a half so mm-hmm. looks like this kind of games still have quite a big uh, uh, following uh, of people. And in the end, uh, Steam backtracked, at least partially. Uh, they basically, what they did was um, go back, or they, they said, uh, disregard our previous mail, uh, we will review your game for content and give you further feedback. But in the meanwhile, the deadline of two weeks is wait. So you wouldn't have to uh, fear of having your game removed, and we will. T- if there is anything that needs to be changed, we will tell you exactly what. 
So and that's I think how it should be. If, yeah, it's partially. If... I I don't think these games, any of these games, at least for what I've seen of them, requires any kind of further action because they are literally within the uh, the M rating. Like there is nothing in these games that is more erotic than what you will see in The Witcher or like uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five or like Conan Exiles that I'm reviewing right now as full frontal nudity. You can literally go around with your wonker flopping around. And I'm not joking. <laughs> Isn't it determined by like your Steam ID, the size of your No, that's that's parts? Rust. Oh, right, that's Rust. Conan Exiles, you can actually <laughs> you can actually choose your your, your size. Both oh, of your boobs if you're a lady or or if you're wonker. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you All have right. a, if you want to like uh, compensate for deficiencies if in your real life, Conan Exiles is the game for you. Conan Exiles has you, has your back. But yeah, these games have nothing that compares to these. So if they don't require the removal of this kind of content, and they shouldn't, from games like The Witcher Tree or GTA Five or Conan Exiles, they should not require it of these games as well because it would be a double standards, and that's not good. Just because they have anime style, that they should not be impacted. So we'll see how it goes. Though uh, I've been in contact with quite a few of these developers, they promised to tell me to let me know if how the situation gets resolved. So we'll see. But for now, so far so good. There has been the score one for the good guys. Let's say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but you've that. definitely been hot on this. Right. I, I've been, yeah. Um, but it's but good. I, Steam's been... guidelines. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're talking about oh. guidelines. Well, I was just gonna say that Steam's guidelines have always been kind of. They need to be, I feel like, re reworked, sort of, to be more specific. And definitely the fact that they were sending people emails, and not telling them what aspect of the game it was that was causing them to have so so many issues with it is first of all they're not going to be able to fix it yeah like they're not going to be able to fix it if you don't tell them what you don't like and most of these games are already censored anyways when you have those patches that you can apply to get rid of the censoring but still they that most of these games are already censored censored so i uh, it was just a weird decision on valve's part and I, I'm confused by. I'm glad that it got a lot of outpouring of support from people. Um, I think a lot of people see censorship and they don't like that, especially on digital content on the internet, that Absolutely. sort of thing. Um, because mean, it's, it's it's if 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 if, a, if a, an outlet where you sell stuff as rules. I I'm not against censoring your game if you as an yeah, artist want to sell it like on your initiative. I am an artist, and I want to sell my product on this uh, storefront, which has rules, which I need mm -hmm. to to um, to I need to comply with these rules to sell exactly. my product there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm okay with the idea that I decide to censor my product because I, which is the same for consoles. A lot of visual novels are, are have their sexual content content removed to go to consoles because it's just the it's not the the that Sony or Nintendo or 
Xbox or Steam normally, like before this this problem, uh, told them, okay, I, we want you to censor to censor these, 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 and these. They have rules that pre-exist, so they are just respecting respecting those rules, and it's their choice. They can decide mm -hmm. not to sell their stuff there if they don't want yeah. to alter the stuff, and they can just offer a patch to. Especially on, on on Steam, they can just offer a patch to restore the content. So I'm not I'm not against this. I'm against like forced censor censorship that just uh, like uh, when you don't have this restriction and and, and uh, developers are forced to censor the game. I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm I'm against that. But in this case, it's perfectly okay as long as the rules are clear, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and, and as that long was as they're applied the to everyone. Like not just mm -hmm. because you're a manga game, then you should be should have stricter rules that than a, a um, than a game that's a realistic style, right? It depends on the context, I think. But generally, I think that you should try and keep consistency as best you can. You don't want to make a double standard. Um, but I think it was definitely not. I don't want to say not cool, but kind of scummy of Steam to send out emails and then not even highlight what points they were concerned about so they could like go back and argue with them or, or kind of discuss with them yeah. the issue. They were just like, oh, take it down two weeks. See, the go. reason why personally I was hot about it was not because of censorship in this case. It was because literally some small developers were seeing their livelihood jeopardized. That That's not fine. That's not okay. Like, Steam. It was nice to see them get a lot of support rallied yeah, around them. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. And if it's true, because did they say that this kind of stuff was started by some kind of like right-wing, uh, like uh, super prudish and absolute and like re um, moralistic group that protested with either Steam or PayPal. I, I, I don't know. I don't want, even want to go deep into that. Because uh, what could, that's like some nut jobs, really. Uh, but the thing <laughs> is that um, if that's the case, whoever started this, well, thank you because all you all you managed so far was to unite the press and the public behind those developers. So and it does bring a lot of like news and spotlight to these games that the might otherwise be like the end yeah. Censorship, attempted censorship, most of the times tends to to get the opposite effect. It mm. tends only to give those games, those media products more visibility. Because if you if someone tells you that you can't see something, you want to see it. Make sense? Yeah. So far the situation seems to have normalized. Now we're waiting for Steam to give their ruling. But so far so good. And uh, we can just Let's not say rest easy, but we can at least wait and see what happens. And that's it for it for uh, this week. There were no other big news, let's say. I'm sure more will come next week, but do you have anything to add, Emily? Uh, no, not really. That's just about it, I think. Then we are it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> So, as usual, uh, today we actually went a little longer than usual because Akiaba was a big topic and there was a lot of news. Sorry about that. But, as usual, if you liked, uh, subscribe and press the thumbs up on uh, on YouTube. 
and uh, please comment tell us if you like it if you don't like it what you don't like what you like constructing comments uh, possibly or what you would yeah like if you to, what you would like to hear in the next episode what we were yeah saying if you have about? any suggestions <laughs> yeah if you have any suggestion please give it to us because we are noobs at this as you probably notice so <laughs> if you uh, if you if there is something you would like us to improve we will definitely try uh, we won't uh, adopt every single suggestion we receive but we will definitely read them and consider them so i was giuseppe nelva from dualshock as well i still am <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's how they say and and i am emily from dualshock and we're off bye bye guys